It's a very, very gishmak a very beautiful, beautiful sikha today. We're going to use two rashis from two different parshias to uh, explain each other. Then there is a halachic relevance, and then there are two very beautiful, beautiful practical lessons that we can learn. So let's begin from the beginning. Discussed many times that Rashi stops to explain everything, every detail in Mikra that lacks explanation. So if you find something that is difficult to understand and Rashi doesn't address it. It must be that it's not a question. Either because it's self-understood, ultimately. Or because it was already addressed in an earlier Rashi. So, any question that arises, either Rashi is going to address it, or if he doesn't, it's because we can figure it out on our own. In the parshis of Yaakov Kudes and in the Kami in Yonimaz and in Itmuv and Apipsutos Mikra, in the parshis of Yaakov and Kudes, there are several things that are not fully understood. Unochmer, additionally, ein negekashis vern biikim mitzat pirush Rashi. Some of the questions arise because of the way Rashi explains it. Men betzich daop shalom al kaponim of ein shail in other parshis. So today we're going to stop and focus on one question in each of the parshis. One in Yaakov, one in Kudes. Paras of Yaakov, it says that all the women that were inspired with wisdom, they, literally it says, they spun the goats. Spinning is the act of making thread. When you take uh, pieces of wool and you spin them together to make thread. But it says the Pasik, they spun the goats. So Rashi explains that they spun the wool into thread while it was still on the goat. That, that it was spun while it was still connected to the goat. So right away we have to understand. What advantage, what benefit is there to the process of spinning the wool into thread while it is still on the goat? When the hair is shorn off the goat, it's much easier and and better to to spin the wool once it's off the goat. What do we gain from the fact that it's being spun while still on the goat? We bowed another question, or another detail to this question. We bowed as dictated. Since the Torah tells us how excited, how dear, how precious this malacha, this work was to the women. Like it says earlier, the men came in addition to the women. The women came first. They came excited and motivated. And this was expressed. One of the ways this excitement, this eagerness was expressed was by displaying this extraordinary wisdom and ability to be able to uh, weave, to sorry, to spin while it's still on the goat. 
Weil was gefilmt das nicht echt bei der Tür von, von dem Zimmer von Jesus hat gesagt, dass von der Trailer war gekommen. There was a lower tapestry that was made of Trailer Sargamon and various different materials was woven together. And we don't find that the wool for the blue wool, the purple wool, etc., was made, was spun while it was still on the sheep. But state freer, it's already said earlier. Unas is echmud gishas is given by Chachman. The pasuk says it was done with wisdom. Um, from Dezvekin is bechal isha Chachmas leiv biodel tavu. It says that all the women who were uh, wise-hearted, they spun it with their hands. By Yaviu Matve, they brought the spun wool as a tailus v'sar gaman, the blue wool, the purple wool, gamer, etc. So you have another nitkish spun in the tzemer milgabi akvasim. But nowhere in the pasuk does it say or imply that the wool was spun off the goats, off the sheep. So the question, first of all, is what benefit do you have from spinning it off the goats? And on the flip side, if there is a benefit to it, and part of it is because they were so excited, they wanted to do something that was, that was uh, wise and interesting, then why did they do it only for the izim, only for the goats, and not for the other wool that came from the sheep? So that's our question on Rashi and Vayaka. In Pirashim, in Pirashim, now there's a Rashi and that has to be understood. Rashi says, Moshe commanded Betzalel, Betzalel was the uh, chief artisan of the Mishkan, and, he, and Moshe tells him, first Moshe told him about the Kalim, the furnishings, the vessels of the Mishkan, and then the actual Mishkan, the walls and the, uh, and the roof. The industry practice is that first you build the house, and then you put the furniture inside. Moshe says, you're right. What did I hear from Hashem? Hashem told me first the, 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 the house, and then the kalim. And that's like what happened. The first Abitzalel builds the mishkan, the parts that are for the actual mishkan, and then the kalim. It's not moving, so it's not understood. Since we see that the way the Mishkan was built was according to the way the world does it, the industry practice, is Dr. Minig Elam Bambuina Bayis. There's another industry practice that when you build a house, as free appointment event on the Nachtum Dach, first you build the walls, then you build the roof. And also in Parsus Pekude, when they actually erect the Mishkan after building all the parts, first they put up the walls and then they put up the roof. The roof in this case were the Yeriyos, the tapestries, that, that, that's, what was, that's what served as a roof of the Mishkan. So first came the walls and then they put the tapestries on top. However, in Parsus Vayakil we find as the Chach Meleiv, the artisans, the wise men, we find that first they made the ideas, first they made the tapestries for the roof, and only then did they make the panels for the walls. And also when they were commanded in Parsons Truma, first come the ideas, and then come the walls. So the question is why? Why, if, according to Rashi, which is Tritish Mikra, we're following Minha Ga'ilam, then, then you should have done the Yeriyah is after the Kerashim, the top, the roof, and after the walls. The Baliyatesis was answered. So the Baliyatesis was answered. As the Yeriyah is an Egemachivar and the Shainu Lachamulachas Amishkan, the Yeriyah, the tapestries, the roof, was made first. 
So that they should be prepared, ready for, to cover the Mishkan as soon as the walls are made. That the walls, the Mishkan, should not be even for one moment uncovered. Ober says the Rebbe to refute this answer. First of all, why? What was wrong with the Krashim standing for a few, for a little while without a cover? They will build the Krashim, and then let's say they would then go make the Yiriyas. So it would be a little bit without a cover. Who's, where does it say, or, or what would be the reason that it's not allowed to be uncovered even for one moment? But in addition to that, if you follow Pshutish Mikra, this is not a, a, a good answer. When you follow the simple meaning, the meaning of the Psukim, you see, that everything was brought to Moshe after all the parts and all the individual details of the Mishkan were prepared. Then they, the Yeriyos, Kroshim, Kokle Mishkan, the tapestries for the top, the panels for the wall, the, all the different vessels and furnishings, everything was brought to Moshe. And after that, everything was erected at once. So it shouldn't matter which part was created first, what was made first, was produced first. Even if we would follow the, the, the way of the world, the industry practice, and they would make the panels first. They wouldn't have anyway have been standing for some time without a cover. Because the walls were erected only after everything was already done. So the Yerias were also done. And therefore they would put up the walls, and then they would put the Yerias on top. So therefore, this, this answer of Tesfus doesn't suffice. So now comes the question, Rashi does not address this anywhere. In other words, Rashi does tell us that the Mishkan was built uh, according to Minigo Elam, but in this detail, in the fact that the Krashim were built after the Yeriyos, that Rashi does not address why. Why would we change from the Minagoilum and make the Yeriyas, make the top, the tapestries for the top before the panels for the wall? The Rebbe is going to point out two nuances in the Rashi and Vayakim that'll lead us to understand the answer. And you're going to see so beautifully how the answer in one Rashi is going to answer the question on the other Rashi. Rashi's goal here, seemingly, is to explain the fact that what does it mean, that they spun the goats, that they spun the wool while it was still on the goats. Rashi should have started with that. And then Rashi should have added to that as he does, that this type of spinning thread is a, a, a super talent or a super craft. An a, 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 a incredible, uh, a great way of doing it. Look in the Rashi. It doesn't quote us the Rashi in the Sikha. But what Rashi does, he says, This was a, a, a super talent, a super craftsmanship. That they were spinning it off the back of the goat, goats. So the Rebbe is asking, why not, it's starting for a carrot. First of all, he says, he it was, what was? 
should have first said me'ala izim tavoisam that it was spun off the goats, and then say and this is a super talent. How could actually start with the words? This was a, a, a super talent. Before you know what you're talking about. And after that, to say that it was spun off the goats should have been the opposite. First, it should have said that it was spun off the goats, and then tell us that this was a talent. So this is our first question, our first diuk. Our first focus and the nuance of Rashi, that Rashi begins by telling us that this was an umnus yaseda, that this was a special talent, a special craftsmanship, and then telling us what, what are we even talking about, that the, that the thread was spun off the goats. Bayes, second nuance in Rashi, Why does Rashi use the term umnus? Umnus means craftsmanship, that this was a very special craftsmanship, and not that this was a super wisdom, a, 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 a great wisdom. But does not the Lashna Kasuf. Chachma is the wording of the Pasuk. The women that were inspired, that their hearts lifted them with wisdom. Especially since in the Gemara, which seemingly is the source of Rashi, doesn't say it's So what do we take from the fact that Rashi changes the, from the Gemara to say to say So these are our two questions are the Yokim and Rashi. So very quickly, we want to understand what was the benefit of spinning off the back of the uh, not the back, spinning off the goats. And if it was such a major thing, why wasn't it done by the other wool? Then we had a question: Why were the Krashim built after the Yiriyos? And not before the Yiddish, which which would have been min ha'ga'elam, the industry practice when building. But to understand, and why does Rashi not address this? And to understand all this, we ask two more two more details in Rashi. Why does Rashi begin with the, with the fact that it was umnus yaseira, and not begin with the fact that, the, that that it was spun off the goats? And why does Rashi use the term umnus yaseira, a, a, a great craftsmanship, and not chachma yaseira, a great wisdom, which is the lost magimara? The beer So here's the beer. The explanation. The Baldas men tell to his bad zundere na pasik with neatsmi tavosa is it? Uman is uman is es nit kailul and the free nikin pasik to zamen. Mit vechol isha chachmas levi yadav tov vayavi umat es atchelis vasar gamon. So just uh, if you didn't look in the chumish, you will see that in this pasik that tells us tavu es aizim that the women spun the wool off the goats. If you look, if you look in the previous pasik, it also speaks about spinning. The other things that were spun, the trailers, the garments, so there's two psukh and one after the other. One pasuk tells us that the women who were inspired with wisdom, they spun the trailers, the on the blue wool, the purple wool, etc. Then there's another pasuk that says that they spun the goats or, or they spun the wool off the goats. So the fact that it's in two separate psukim, seemingly it could have all been one pasuk. They spun the blue wool, the purple and the goat wool. Why does the pasuk make a, a, bring a second pasuk, a separate pasuk to tell us about the wool? And it's not all included included together. As it is done initially, when the Abister commands the, the to bring the various different materials, the izim, the wool goat, the, the, the goat wool, sorry, is mentioned together with all the other types of wool. And then when they actually brought it to the Mishkan, to Moshe Rabbeinu, it mentions the, the, the wool of the goats together with all the other wool. Here, all of a sudden, it's in a separate pasuk. 
And it doesn't just say, and they spun the goats, the, or they spun the wool off the goats. But it says, the whole posse that the women who were inspired with wisdom, they were weaving, they were spinning. Is move on says the Rebbe, that it's self-understood, just from the fact that it gives it its own pasik, it is self-understood as their tavu esayizim, that this spinning is anders from the tavu in the pasik shalafan of a different kind of spinning than that which was mentioned in the previous pasik. Since you obviously can't spin a goat, maintes as a yabin geshpunen di noitza es mit bimichuber to the izim. So the only way, when it says tavu es ha'izim, it means they, tavu es ha'izim, it means they spun with the goats. Which means to say, they spun the wool while it was still connected to the goats. As the Rebbe explains, it's the only way to understand the Pasuk. Once you tell me your own, your own a separate Pasuk for tavu, the only way to understand it without Rashi saying anything is that the wool was spun while it was on the goats. What would be the reason for this? This is also understood even to a Ben Chomesh, even to a five-year-old. Since everything that they brought was a donation to Hashem, just like a carbon, just like in carbon, there are various levels. A carbon from minachai, there could be a carbon from something that's alive, an animal, or it could come from the ground. We already find this in Parshas Bereshis. A carbon, Kayan and carbon Havel, that Kayan brought a carbon from the ground, something that was growing in the ground. Havel brought a carbon from the animals. And it's obviously clear to us that an animal carbon is more respectable, is more valuable than a carbon that comes on the ground. So the same thing we would understand over here, if you could spin the threads while they are still connected to the goat, which is alive, then it's a more respectable donation than spun wool that was already shorn off the goats. When the threads are still connected to the goat, they grow. They're part of the living being. They're getting sustenance from the actual living body. And therefore, they're considered alive. Not so much the threads that were already shorn from the living body. It's already considered something that's dead. So clearly, the, the, the threads, while they're still on the goat, are more important, are more respectable, because they're part of chai. A chai is higher, is, is better, is more valuable than soimeach. Especially if you learn that they actually brought the whole goat. They didn't just spin it while it was on the goat and then cut it off the goat and bring it. But they brought the whole goat to the to, to the donation place is so that's even greater more understood the advantage here they were donating a living animal with a spun thread on it clearly much more valuable and much more respectable than just bringing thread 
that was already removed from the animal. So therefore, even about even Ben Chamish could understand this. So therefore, the fact that it was Tavu was Saizim, why did they do this? To be able to bring a better, nicer carbon to the Ebishter, something that is alive. And now in Sifei, we're going to understand why, according to this, it didn't. It was only by the Izim. As his movement for us blazed by the Yisizim, it's been Tavu Saizim. It's also very simple. Why this was? Why this didn't happen? Why this wasn't done to the other wall? The Chuti at Semer from the Kfasim of Megidav bringing out noch dem v'zizayin given gifar tchelus. They had to be brought already dyed, either tchelus gifar pitn dam chilazon colored with the blood of the chilazon, which is bloy un argamon purple chulu, or it had to be dyed purple for the argamon. You can't dye it while the threads are still connected to the goat, the sheep. The way, you, the way you dye wool is you take the whole piece of wool and you put it into a pot that's cooking with a, with a dye in it and it changes the color. So if the threads are still connected to the sheep, you can't dye them. So you can't weave it, sorry, spin it, and right away bring it, because then you have to dye it. Certainly you can't bring the whole sheep to the, to the, to the, to the donation, because it has to be dyed, and you can't dye it with the sheep while it's still on the sheep. So therefore, the, the spinning did not take place while it was still on the sheep. Because since you anyway can't use this quality way of being connected, or even right after it was done on the sheep, because that now you have to go and dye it, while it's still connected to the living being, and there, so therefore, the uh, let's just read it again. You can't anyway bring it while it's connected to the living being because you have to die it in the interim. And therefore, uh, if you anyway are not doing it, you might as well do it in the better way, in the easier way, and, and, and cut it off the, the, the sheep and then dye it and then, and then spin it. So this answers our two questions. In, in the first, in the f- first two questions on this Rashi, what was the mila? What was the advantage of spinning it while I was on the goats? That that way, when you donate it, it has the mila of min hachai, something that is alive, the living being. And why, why, why was it not done by the by the other by the by the other yudius, the trelis etc.? Because since it had to be dyed, anyway, there was no point in in uh, in doing it this way. If you anyway had to make this take this long break. To go and diet. So therefore, he might as well just do it in the in the in the simpler way, which is to shear it off the sheep and diet and then spin it. Abdambas is moving myasmi from Pasik, Kinal. The fact since this is already self-understood, so the Virajji doesn't have to explain it. The fact that it was Tavu Gabi Ha'izin, that it was spun off the actual, uh, while it was still connected to the goats. Because we just explained in the previous Seif, Seif Dalid, that it is self-understood just from the fact that it gives it its own Pasik. I already understand that it must be done in a different way. And the only different way I could think of is that it was spun while it was on the goats. Rashi addresses this and says this was a, spe- a super craftsmanship. Is given 
the fact that the women did this is not just because they had this extra wisdom. Either the wisdom of how to do it, or the wisdom to know that if you do it this way, it is a better quality carbon because it is still connected to the chai. That's not the, that, that would be chachma. Chachma could be seen in two ways. Either the chachma to know how to do it, or the chachma to know that this is a special carbon. That's not, Rashi saying it wasn't just that. It was a better product, a better end product. The craftsmanship was better. When you spin the threads while they're on the goat, it comes out better than if you thread it, if you spin it while it is after it is shorn off the goat. When the hairs are still connected and therefore nourish, being nourished by the animal, they have a moistness and a softness. It's more supple. But dust is a mind which makes the product better. When you're spinning something that is still so soft and so malleable, it comes out as a much better product. And therefore, and therefore, Rashi says it wasn't just a chachma yaseira; it was an umnus yaseira. It was an it was a, a better craftsmanship, a better product came out because it was spun while it was still on the goat. And this last detail is actually the bridge to the other Rashi. Based on this, we're going to understand the answer to the question that we had on the other Rashi. Why was, why were the Krashim built after the Yudhiyas and not before the Yudhiyas, which is Minigah Ilam? Now that according to this, it also becomes understood. Why the Yudhiyas were made first. Even though the industry practice is to make the walls first. And both of the above mentioned details come together. Because the women were so excited and were so quick to do this, they did the tviya, they did the spinning right away. And they brought it to the workmen, those who were making the yiriyais, as they were still on the goats. So now they can't postpone the, the shearing and the making of the yiriyais until you make the sockets and the panels, the boards, etc. Because in the interim, the, the, the hair will continue to grow and it won't be spun properly anymore. So it, as soon as it's, the spinning is finished, you have to remove the hair from the body of the goat in order for it to not grow. There's also a halachic element here. It causes pain to the animal. Because of the spinning, the animal does not have total free movement. So as soon as they brought the goats, they immediately had to shear the, the, the threads off the goats. A, because they didn't want it to grow and thus ruin the spinning. And B, to minimize the discomfort of the animal. 
Una yes, as the spinning al gabayu ismis echanum nisiseira. Now, since we said before that when you spin it on on the on the actual goat, this is a super uh, uh, product, a super craftsmanship. Is move on. As the text says, "Eich pardem and lechas hadik from the yiris isim." Then the same thing would apply to the weaving of the yiris of these uh, tapestries that came from the goat wool. As when the melachas hadik from the chutizim is bekiros man to zeres to zeres I'm a chumber to the yiris. That when you weave it, it very very close to the time that it was still connected to the goats, is eich that at some vevin and abesin and oifin the actual weaving is comes out better mita yisrin in the in the umnus with an advantage with a greater craftsmanship with a greater end product. And therefore, right away, as soon as they brought the goats, they right away sheared the threads off the goat and right away went to do weave it together so that way you should have the best possible product. And therefore, they did it before the question. This is the answer to the question because the, 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 the yiriyos were a time sensitive matter. And, and because the women were at such a zrizus, they came right away. All of a sudden, they had these beautiful threads made while it was still on the goat. They couldn't leave it on the goat, so they had to cut it off. And once it's cut off, the best time to do the weaving is right away. So they did the weaving right away, and they changed the seder ha'olam. They changed the industry practice, and they did the yiris first because to, to be able to get the best possible product out of it, and the, and, and the krasham came later, even though that was a shinoi, in Minhagi in Seder in Minagail. So this technically answers all of our questions. Explains why why the goats why the wool was spun while it was on the goats because it's a better product. And it's more chashvas it's minachai. Explains why it wasn't done by the tzemer of the of the uh, of the kvasim of the sheep for the trailers for gaman etc because it had to be dyed wool and therefore they anyway couldn't do it in this way it explains why it actually starts with he because since it's uh, since we already know from the pasuk itself that it was done on, on the goats rashi just wants to add that it wasn't just a a a uh it was an umnus yaseda and by telling us that it was an umnus yaseda rashi is also explaining to us why why the the uh, the were done before the before the krashim because it's just like by, by the tviya by the spinning it's an umna, it's umna to say that it's a better product when it's done on the izim also by the weaving it's a better product when it's done right after it comes off the izim and therefore since the women rushed and were excited and did it right away they had to do the yudias right away the the, yudias, the 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 weaving of the yudias right away even before the krashim now we're going to go into halacha. A uh, very, very interesting idea in Halacha where we're going to see how Rashi takes a very, very specific approach that, he, that, that he's telling us by changing the word from Chachma to Umnus. And Iguana says Chachma. And Rashi says the word Umnus Yisera. Rashi is teaching us something that is Halachically relevant. Some incredible ideas on, on, on a Halacha level that we take from Rashi. It says, Yodua Dishayla. And we're going to go off for a second on the question which Dragachever discusses, which is how could the women be part of building of the building and preparing the Mishkan if the women are not obligated in building the Mishkan? And according to Rabbi Tam, if you're not obligated in a mitzvah, you can't be part in the preparation of the mitzvah. 
Since you do it, you shy love. You bother the Imperial Nesmengus Balayla. Since you know you're not allowed to build the Besmengus at night, the other is that the Mishkan, the Ikri Mikdash, similarly the Mishkan, which is also called a Mikdash, cannot be built at night. To say it's as big as a Mikdash, it's as Mitzvah, it's as So that means that the building of the Mikdash is a Mitzvah, as that is based on time. Who knows? And women are exempt. From, from mitzvahs, I say, that are time-based. How are the women allowed to spin the wall? Fired them being a mishkan for the building of the mishkan. The das of Erotam, according to Erotam, as an isha, can it to get no tandem hechshuf, and as a mitzvah, that a woman is not allowed to prepare or do the, prep, the preparing acts for a mitzvah on which she is not commanded to do. Vestafaris, any isha, he gathers lulav, which is therefore, according to this, according to Erotam, a woman is not allowed to put together, to, to bind together the lulav. Tzitzah, the woman is not allowed to make the tzitzahs to, to make the, the, th the threads and the knots. Even the leaf could do because she's not commanded in these mitzvahs. So the question would, would therefore apply to the mishkan. If the mish building of the mishkan is a mitzvah, how, is the women, how were the women allowed to partake in the preparing for it if it's something that they're not commanded to do? The Ragachover, the Ragachover explains as the mitzvahs b'nias mikdash. They're in the mitzvah building the mikdash, and that's they brought them there two details. I'll live the medicine buyin a mikdash is a mitzvah. Say, number one, the very act of building it is a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to build a mikdash, even before you know what it's for. Just the very building is already its own mitzvah. Beis does as a darf ufki buitver and a mikdash after nakas and kabbonis. The fact that you need a place to have kabbonis, so the the mitzvah is to build a place in in which you can bring kabbonis. And this on this would depend this question whether women are obligated or exempt from the building of the Mikdash. The actual mitzvah of building this, as we said, is a time-based mitzvah, and therefore women are exempt, and because they're exempt, they're actually excluded. Oh, but it's fated in Yevichiyu, but the second aspect brought by the Ragachover, as we darf uvbo in a mikdash of tzubakas and dart karbonis, that we need a mikdash in order to be able to bring karbonis in them, then in Echnash Mechiyavis. This would obligate the women. Because bringing karbonis is an obligation on women as well. And therefore, they have the obligation to build a place that will make it possible to build karbonis. And therefore, those parts of the of the mikdash that were necessary for the building for the bringing of the carbonates women are also obligated in building or preparing or making these things because they need it they need it for their carbonus but those parts of the of the building that were not necessary for the actual kabbonis, and making them, building them, is only because Hashem says so. Hashem said, build a mikdash, but they're not needed to be there for the kabbonis. From this building, women are exempt because the smitzah they are exempt, and therefore they are not allowed to partake in the building. So now let's apply this to our discussion about the Yeriyos, the various different Yeriyos that are being made by the women. With regards to the Yeriyos, the Gemara says, The Moshe spread the oil on the Mishkan. So the Gemara says, and I'll keep this in mind because Rashi is going to say something different later. But according to the Gemara in, in, in Sech Shabbos, it says that the oil, according to the Gemara, is the lowest tapestry. 
which was made of blue wool, purple wool, red wool, and linen. That once one level, one layer of ureas was placed on the mishkan, it already has the din of an oil of a tent. And you could already bring carbonus over there. Which would mean that the next level, the, 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 uh, of Yudias, the next level of tapestries, which are the Yudias Izim, which, were the, which is the one that was made out of the goat wool, said in need Ma'akiv to Ma'akiv Zayn Karbanus, do not, uh, are not necessary for the bringing of Karbanus in Mishkan, when their Mishkan is kosher, and if the wind uh, blew, up, blew and folded over the Yudias Izim, and so it's not totally covering, it's still kosher to bring Karbanus. Says the Ragachavar. So basically, the Ragachavar is telling us like this Yiris Ha'oyel, or let's call it the, the, the Yiris Hatachtoyna, is the lowest level that is necessary, and therefore women are allowed to, to necessary for Karbanis, and therefore women are allowed to partake in that. Yiris Izim, the next level, are not necessary for the Karbanis, and therefore women are not allowed to partake in that. And according to this, the Ragachavar is going to explain why there is a difference in the preparation. Alpizes move on the matama chiluk in the lishenis akasuf. Must be again the idea that the lishenis that the chalish isha chachmas levi yadel tavu vayaviu matvei satchelis vasagam vechulu. The women wove it, they spun it, and they brought the spun wool, the blue wool, the purple wool, etc. But the idea is that the murchus libkasos al mishkan after bringing kabbanis because these ideas, this tapestry, is necessary for the to make the mishkan kosher for kabbanis. The reaper can and echnashim tandi malacha from spinning the ideas. Therefore, the women could do the malacha of spinning the wool for these ideas. Zich mishtatev zane malacha sa mishkan. They could partake in the building of the mishkan. When it comes to the Yiriyasism, to the goat wool, these ideas are not necessary for the Karbanis canal, as we just explained. Therefore, the women are exempt from making them. And if they're exempt from making them, according to the Rebbe, time, like we just said, they're also not allowed to, to make them. Therefore, it says that they spun it off the goats. As the Etviyot, that the tviya, the spinning had to be in a way that is an, a, a, a great wisdom, a great talent, but not a melacha. And I'm going to go off the sicha for a moment to explain what the way I understand this, what this means. The Gemara in the Shabbos says that, that if a person does this, person weaves, sorry, spins, uh, wool off of Behemoth Shabbos, the first day, uh, if he does it, Bishaygig, the first day in the Gemara, which is the day of Rabbi Barbarchana, is that he's chayiv three chatois. One for geizes, for cutting, because some of the hairs are going to get pulled out. One for menapets, combing, because when you're spinning, you're also combing the hair. And one, because you're spinning, you're doing three things, three malachas on Shabbos, and therefore you're chayiv three chatois. Says Rav Kana, ein derech yizizah this is not the way it's done. This is not how the malacha is done. And therefore, a person is not chayiv. Because it's not, it's not how you do the malacha. It's not. We learned in the name of Rebbe that when they made the Beisam the Mishkan, they were spinning it off the goats. So if they did it in the Mishkan, then clearly it's a malacha. Alma. 
And for the Gemara, Chachma Yaseira Shiny. That wasn't a Malacha, that was a Chachma. What is Rashi, Rashi and Tesis? How do they touch this? They say like this. They say that this was something that was a very, very special thing to be done. But only very, very uh, talented people can do this. Regular people cannot do this. And therefore, it's considered Kilacharyad. It's considered to be, to be done in a backwards way, which in a backwards way is not considered Malacha and you're not Chayim on Shabbos. Tesis says, That those who do this, even if there are some people that have this talent, that since most people don't have this talent, so it's not considered a malacha for them because th what they can do becomes uh, lost in the, in, in the common practice, which nobody knows how to do this. So, th so the Gemara is answering that basically, according to Ravkana, so, uh, according to Ravkana, a person is not chayiv on Shabbos for doing this, it's not considered a malacha, and even though in the base on me in, in the in the preparation for the Mishkan it was done, that was not considered a, a malacha because it was unique to a certain few people who know how to do it. Anybody else who does it, it's not it's considered kalachayad, it's not considered malacha. The Ragachaver has a different type in the Gemara. If you look in the Haara uh, 49, he says, The Rav Gitschover has a different shot in the Gemara. The Rav Gitschover says, uh, uh, Because this is a, not a malacha, it's a chachma, therefore it's as if it happened by itself. It's as if to say that, that it was done by Deshamayim. It was. It happened by itself. What, the, in other words, what they're bringing to the, what the women are bringing to the mishkan, is a goat. The goat has a, a, a spun wool on it. Fine. The women were part of that. But what they're giving is a goat. A goat that already has spun wool on it. It's not considered that they did a malacha. That's how the Rakhachaver teaches the Gemara. Um, so in other words, what he's saying is, since it's not considered that they did the malacha, it's considered may a love, it's considered that it was done by itself. Therefore, uh, uh, they can do it. Therefore, therefore it, it was kosher to be used because it's not considered that the women did it. So according to the Raka Chavar, the, the Yidiyas Izim are not necessary for Akrava HaKabonis. And therefore, the women are not allowed to do the malacha to make it. The only way it could be done by the women is Tavu Isaizim. If it's done when it's still on the goats, which is not considered a malacha, it's considered a chachma, the havi kimoi make love, and it's considered as if it happened by itself, not by the nashim. So Ad Khan is the Ragachavar. So Ragachavar introduced the whole concept. The Rabbi introduced the whole concept about the fact that women cannot partake in malacha of the Mishkan that is not necessary for Akrava Sakabanis. And because of that, the Ragachavar is machalik between the two types of tviya, the two types of spinning. That if they did a regular spinning, that they could do, but only on the lower yurias, on the upper, on, on the next yurias, yurisism, they couldn't do a regular tviya. They had to do something that was considered may love, that was considered that it's not being done by them; it's being done by itself. What's Rashi's opinion? What does Rashi say? So we're going to see that when Rashi uses the words umnus. Rashi is saying it wasn't just a chachma. It was an umnus, it was a malacha. And Rashi is going to disagree with this approach from the Ragachavar to say that it was okay for the women to be to be, to partake in the Yiriyasism because the Yiriyasism were necessary for Hakarabasakabanas. Let's see it inside. Apiyanala Pirish Rashi. 
in the Mdiyuk Lashon Umnes Yiseida, according to what we said earlier, that Rashi specifies specifically the words Umnes Yiseida, that Rashi in, in, in Gemara is one darga, but in, in, in Rashi, Rashi is following Yisita Derech Apshat, the approach of Pshat. And this is, and, the, and to explain that, we have to introduce something. In the same Pasik that we quoted before, now the Gemara says that the oil refers to the Yiriyas HaTachtoynes, the lower Yiriyas, Tcheles, Vargaman, etc. Taich Rashi, Hein Yiriyas HaIzim. Rashi says the oil is not the, the lowest one. The oil is the Yiriyas Izim, the second one, which was made of goat wool. Uke pastus HaKosom and pastus Truma, Vosisa Yiriyas Izim, Le oil Ala Mishkan. As it's understood in the uh, the the, the pasuket truma it says the yiriyasism were the oil on the mishkan the lower one was called the mishkan the higher one was called the oil so the yiriyasism is the oil the fisa kumtois as the das rashi ubesudus on mikra abun oich the yiriyasism them gathered from oil so then that would mean that the yiriyasism are part of the oil versus negeya umaakel sakra was like when it's a mishkan which is necessary and therefore needed for the akravas akabanas. So not only do you, in order to bring Kabbalahs, do you need the bottom one, the Tcheles Vargaman, etc., but you also need the Yiriyas Izim. They are part of the Oyal. Al is move on. As if the Yiriyas Izim, having gekent machen werden, gekent macht werden, gekent gemacht werden, aydeya nashim. So now we understand that the women can make it. The river is Rashi Medayik, umishana, to zog in Yoysa, umnus yaseira. Therefore Rashi changes from the Gemara to say that this was a super craftsmanship. As the Etviya Me'agabi Yisrael is going to need to play the Chachma. It was not just a wisdom; it was also a Melacha. That is the Chiddush and Umnus. That's the Melacha of Gufa Davar. That's the Chiddush of the word Umnus. That this was actually a Melacha. Was actually a Melacha. And according to Rashi, it was fine. It was okay for the women to do Melacha because the Yiddish Yisrael were part of the oil, and therefore they were necessary for Akravas Akarbanes. The Mele was part of what the women were allowed to do, were needed, and therefore were allowed to do. And according to this, we're going to have another Chiddush in Rashi. What does Rashi hold with, with, with regards to in Hilchah Shabbos? No, there, was, there was a Machleikas. There was Rav Abarchana who said that you're have three Chatois. There was Rav Kana who said that it's not a Malacha and therefore you're not Chayiv. Now, what happens is the, the, the words Chachma, Chshaini, is Rav, is Rav Kana speaking. We said earlier in the Sicha that Rashi who says the words umnus yiseira is basing it on the Gemara chachma shiny that it was a chachma chachma yiseira shiny I think it says in the Gemara. So according to that, it would it would, it would, it would seem that Rashi holds like Rav Kana that is taka chachma yiseira, and because of that, it, you would be potter on Shabbos. But now that Rashi changes to say umnus. This now tells me that Rashi holds it's a malacha, and because of that, Rashi would hold that a person is chayiv, three chatois, chayiv as a malacha on Shabbos, because toive, agabe, agabe if you're spinning from on the sheep, 
it's actually a malacha. And if it's a malacha, it's something you're chayyah for on Shabbos. Now, P says, Need Muchnech Zogim in first learning, as Rashi Nem Don Vididea in Gemara, as a Tevit Semer Shal Gabbaya Peheme is potter. And now we can be no proof that Rashi holds, like many of them first want to learn, that, he, that Rashi holds that you're potter. Because this is not the way of spinning. And the fact that in the Mishkan they were able to do it because it was a Chachma Yaseira and not a Malacha. Rashi's Pirush could fit also with the first day, that of Rabbi Barbarchana, as that he's Chayiv, because now that Rashi tells us the words Umnus Yaseira, Rashi is telling us that this is a Malacha. And if it's a malacha, then you'd be chayiv on Shabbos. The Adrabah. The Baal does all the malachas lemon up from Mishkan. Since all the malachas of Shabbos are learned from the malachas that were done from the Mishkan, Yesh Lehman has the Pirish Rashi, does his umnis, he does go for the mocker of the day. Not only are we saying that Rashi might go, can go according to the Rabbah of Abrahana, that it's a malacha and you're chayiv, I cared. This is the mocker that it's a malacha. The Baal does three al Gabbah of against Vishnu the Pulis and the Gitan Givar and the Mishkan. Since weaving, spinning, while on the behemoth was done in the in the Mishkan, this is a proof that it's considered an umnus and a malach with regards to Shabbos. And therefore, you be chayv chatos. So not only are we saying that Rashi could fit according to Rabbi Bachana, if I cared, this is the mocker for Rabbi Bachana. Rabbi Bachana says that it's a malacha that you're chayv for on Shabbos. Why? Because it was done in the Mishkan, and according to Rashi, it's a malacha. So now we also have this. Incredible uh, 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 understanding in the Pshat, in the Gemara, in, in Gemara Mesech Shabbos. And, and in practicality, that the fact that Rashi says Umnus Yaseira is not just a taich to say that it was an Umnus Yaseira to tell us that we said earlier in the Sikha, to tell us why they did the Yerias before the, before the Krashim in order to get the best possible end product. But Rashi is telling us a, a whole other major Chiddush that it's considered a Malacha. And therefore, A, the women were allowed to do it, even though it was a malacha, because the Yudhiyasizim were, were, were part of the necessity for Akrava Sarkarbanis. But when it comes to Yilcha Shabbos, according to this, a person would be chayiv for doing this on Shabbos because it's a malacha. It's not just Chachma Yisrael. Now we have the Yenish Altera, the wine of Tera, the, the, the deeper dimension and a lesson of Hashem. Why does the Tera tell this to us? Why is it necessary? This is, it's in the past. It was done already. It was only needed for the Mishkan. But it wasn't needed for the Besam Mikdash. Something was needed for the Besam Mikdash. So the Tera would have to tell it to us. So that way we should know how to make it the next time around. But if it was only needed in the Mishkan, then this detail that it was made by Chachman, that it was, it was spun while it was on the goats, what is, what is it telling us? Nor is it necessary for the third Besamikdash to know how it was done, especially since it's already built and it's going to be revealed and come down from Shemaim, so there's no building Bechlal. So what is the practical lesson to us for why does the Teda have to tell us this Prat, this detail, uh, that it was spun while on the goats? You also have to understand with regards to the second detail, the fact that the Yudias that were made before the Krashim, which was a change in the industry practice, what is the relevance to the future generations? From this we take out two general 
lessons in the Aveda of Mishkan Mikdash and the Aveda of Mishkan Mikdash. Every it has to make in the world in all times and all places. Told us that the Mishkan is within every single yid. The first lesson we have is on the fact that the women were inspired with their wisdom. Give someone a special talent, a special ability. He has to utilize it when he, in his Aveda of making this world a Mishkan, a sanctuary, a dwelling place for Hashem. Just like by the women at the time of building the Mishkan. When they had this, this, this unique talent. Others did not have it. They understood. They understood that they have to use this talent so that we to, to make to use it for the building of the Mishkan, a place where the Abister will dwell. And therefore, even though they weren't commanded to do, to do this spinning with this extra talent. They were inspired with this wisdom. They were, in, they were inspired by themselves to do this extra craft. To leave the Mishkan Hashem because it was for the Abishers Mishkan, and when this Tater is giving a lesson to the Deiris, then not always you have to be told uh, exactly to, to, to use your talents, but if you know that you have a talent, if you know that you know how to do something uh, uh, different, unique, something that other people cannot do, then it's not just for you to advance your own life and your own career goals, but it, it's meant to be utilized in your serving of Hashem, in turning this world into a dira leizbarach, a dwelling place for Hashem. And as we saying this with regards to unique talents, okay, has to utilize it in the building, of, in the making of this world as a dwelling place for Hashem. The same word applies in other aspects of our lives. But other things, was the Rebbe Shagitayidim, which the Rebbe gives a yid. For example, a person makes more money than he, than he usually does. So the Visna should know that he has to give more tzedakah. As we know the story, as the Mount Nebens Achosit of Kehata Guta Parnasa Vach, the certain Chost of the Alter Rebbe, when he had a good week in Parnasa, is he given Zichel, he was certain, as Kumid Kahem, that when he comes home, for the Treffen the Rebbens at Stoker, his Eiru's Briv, he's going to find a letter from the Rebbe. Uh, uh, asking him for tzedakah, inspiring him to give tzedakah. Or an emissary, an, uh, from a messenger from the Rebbe that is coming to collect for the needs of the people living in Eretz Yisrael. He knew if he's making more money, it must be that, that, that he's, he has to give more tzedakah. So he was expecting either a letter or a person coming to get more tzedakah. So the same thing is when a person has, a, just like when a person has a, has a talent, he has to utilize it for the giving of, uh, uh, for, for the uh, uh, making this world into a dwelling place for Hashem, so too when he has other gifts from Hashem. For example, he's making more money, he has to utilize it to give extra stock. The second lesson. Mention how careful we must be to not cause pain to another yid. If for the pain, not even pain, just the discomfort of an animal, that we change the industry practice. And the Abyssal commands to do the Uriahs before the Krashim, so that way we could take the, 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 the spun wool off the sheep 
uh, or off the goat and and give it some some freedom. So how much more so when we talk about the pain of a human being? How how much how careful we have to be to not cause pain to this human being. Especially when you're talking about a yid. Especially if you see a yid who is bare is from mitzvahs, he has no mitzvahs. Says, what does it mean, someone who's arum? He doesn't have teru mitzvahs. Came and trachten. We can think to ourselves. I darf take him a kind of nativ of chisisa. He has a mitzvah to cover him up. He mount on tzitzus and tefillin. We had this in it also in a, a few weeks ago. The mitzvah of of of, of dressing a yid with tzitzus and tefillin. Ober, but the person is going to think to himself, in them darvs an aseder. He has to be in an orderly way. First, he has to go daven. When he has to pass chocolates and he has to eat breakfast. When they're not and he has to go the, the way of the world. He has to uh, has to go make a living. Only then will he go and fulfill this mitzvah to cover up, to dress the person who is who is does not have the clothes and to give mitzvahs to the person who doesn't have mitzvahs. So Taylor is telling us as the shah says handled if when we're talking about the pain of another yid, when he's talking gress and tzavi, that's what I eat is aroma and mitzvahs, and there's no greater pain than lacking mitzvahs. But problem is that as yener veis kornet as there is aroma, especially if the guy doesn't even realize that he is lacking mitzvahs. He's in mahapich them say that they're not going to We change, we turn around the order. When I feel that there's a minig nit place for elam alashnal vehester, then as always the rabbis throughout angers like that's the same as always the chvir in the basis of kolus baruchu. And even if the minig is not just a minig of the of the outside world. But it's the meaning that the Avish just said to do. The Avish just said that when we build the when we build the Mishkan, we build his house, we should follow this meaning by 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 doing the 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 walls before the doing the outside before the furniture. But if you're talking about pain of a yid, we don't follow this, the, the, the orderly fashion. The first thing we do, we have to cover him up. Dress him with mitzvahs. And only then could you continue the Pasuk. He does that which is necessary for him. Which is, the Pasuk says you should not ignore your own flesh, which is you should take care of yourself. First is v'chisisoy. First, you have to take care of him, even though it's not the, it's not the normal seder. But if the yid is in pain, then you have to stop everything you're doing and and help him out. would apply to learning It says in the beginning of the pasuk, send bread to the hungry. Hunger means hungry for Tera. And the bread is the words of Tera. The first you do, uh, first you send out the bread to the poor, to the hungry, which means you teach them Tera, and then you take care of yourself. Then we could be married. A time when you won't be hungry for bread, you won't be thirsty for water, but you're going to be hungry and thirsty for the words of Hashem. This is the time for Mashiach Tzidkenu. In the Besamidosh and Nitzchi, in the ultimate Besamidosh, eternal Besamidosh, was that Gebuit Verend of Temas, Besmana Golas, but the other inner Istans and the Christians of Hoshim, and the Rebus are hot in Gegeben. And how will we get to the Besamidosh, Ashlishi and Nitzchi, the third and eternal, through the fact that during the time of Golas, everybody utilizes their talents and their abilities that the Abisha gave them, to make this world into a dwelling place for Hashem, a Besamidosh for the Abishter. And this brings down the ultimate Besamidosh, and then the hunger, the, the hunger and the thirst will be to the words of Hashem. 
we'll be able to have everything that we need.